Good evening, y'all. <laughs> is there Today, video too? No, no video. Today is what Thursday. Uh, this is the first podcast of the new year. The first I'm doing. Oh, I got the first one. Yep. Thursday, one one January. Or no, sorry, January set January ninth. January ninth, twenty twenty. 2020. Uh, happy 2020, y'all. Today, I get the honor of talking to a friend of mine. Uh, he is somebody I met from the gym, somebody I look up to in the gym as far as like working out goes, uh, drive to get better. And he is a former regional competitor in the CrossFit Games in when 2012 and 2013? Uh, 2011, 2013. Ah, your banner's up there. It's hidden from you. So um, he has done a lot in CrossFit, and he's a coach out here. He's helped me get way better. So please welcome Mr. Mike Hogue. Cheers. <sighs> Thanks, dude. Thanks, Thanks for dude. doing this. I'm stoked. Thanks for having me. Does it, uh, I know you were, like, really pushing to get me as your first guest, but. <laughs> Sorry, I just drank this protein <laughs> shake and almost, almost coughed. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm just. I'm trying to get the best of the best, you know. So I'm surprised you. I got you in here, man. You're super. I know you're super uh, in high demand, and uh, no, it's the life of an ex-crossfitter. No, as CrossFit regional, I'm not in high demand. <laughs> Only coach on Thursdays. That's it. My has been. Okay, so I have a question. I was going to ask you this earlier. I saw you prick yourself. You just feel when you need to prick yourself. So, go ahead. This. So, uh, you, so you saw me like inject insulin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a like a little meter, like a little thing that's stuck to my body that communicates with my phone that tells that tells me what my blood sugar is. Uh -huh. So I uh, normally I would have to like poke my finger and check it like that, but this is you know technology, so. Like here. So it gave you an alert on your phone when your blood sugar was getting low? No, I was high. High, high, high. Yeah, because I just worked out and CrossFit makes my blood sugar go high. So okay, it's so at 160 right now. It should be at like 120 or lower. Oh, shoot. But it's going to start going down? It'll start going down, yeah. So I took some insulin and insulin is what makes it go down. Uh -huh. Insulin is what allows like, you know, you got, when you eat, you get glucose flowing through your, your bloodstream and it doesn't have anywhere to go unless your body releases insulin uh -huh. and that's what you know carries it right carries it into the cell what and then you can use it for energy and you know all that and your so your body does it naturally and it just does it on cue and it's like oh you ate a bar or a snickers or whatever mm -hmm. i'm gonna release dude it's like now that i that i have to do it myself it's so crazy to me to think about how just like perfectly calculated your body is and how like, it just knows like oh we yeah. need to release this much insulin because dude if you over if i overtake insulin that's death like oh. if your body accidentally spits out too much insulin which that doesn't happen yeah you, you're gonna your blood sugar is gonna drop into the ground and you're gonna you're gonna crash and die so you know what's crazy what i was thinking about is like like you're saying right about like the body does everything for you yeah. doesn't tell you what's going on because you don't really know what's going on if you don't study it. So you don't know that insulin's being released and stuff. Imagine having to do all the things that the body does like in a day. Like if, if we as a society had these jobs and we had to do these in a day, 
it would be a lot of work. Like, <clears throat> let's say to keep a human body running, we had to have people who were running insulin, for example. Right. Right? Like, different jobs. Just There's yeah. so many different jobs for so many different, like, cells and all that stuff. It's crazy. Well, dude, what blew my mind was that, and I don't I can't remember where I heard it or, or, or who said it first, but your body is, is like, it's made up of individual cells that each one is responsible for doing like an individual thing. Uh-huh. Like the, the cells in your pancreas that are there to produce insulin, like that's their only job. Uh-huh. And like your white blood cells, their only job is to attack, attack. foreign bodies. And uh, somebody, I can't remember how they said it, but it like just like blew my mind that basically it it's very possible that like we are made up of like the bacteria in your gut is there to break down your food and to you know and it's necessary if you don't have it you, it's a terrible existence uh-huh. you know and it's, it's just they, they were saying like over time we've evolved like we basically have picked up things along the way like this this organism or this cell sort of latched on uh, almost like a parasite or you know but not a parasite but yeah and but it was like a symbiotic relationship like it uh, like it worked out yeah it worked out like it it became a part of you and now it is it it's within you that's like, the job it has to do now now it's the job it has to do now yeah it's like humans right it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> So like, so like in depth, right? In like the first 10 minutes. Okay. So, you know, when did you learn? So like you've lived with, with what is it? Type one or type two diabetes? So I have type one. Type one. That's hereditary or genetic? It's genetic. It is also sort of unknown. Like they don't, like I don't have it anywhere in my family. My, my history. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And it hit me when I was, I think I was 33 Whoa, and it's it's known as like juvenile di- diabetes. So because typically it hits you uh, as an adolescent, like in your teens or uh-huh. your, you know, under, uh, you know, five to ten years old or so, you can be born with it. Like it's, but typically it's when you're younger. And uh, but what I realized or what I learned once I got it, I got on this Facebook group called type one diabetic athletes group it's a really oh, long name but uh i and actually i got on there when when crossfit did that video about me yeah yeah i want to talk to you i want to ask you about that so somebody on facebook like reached out to me and they posted the video and they're like this is the guy but uh what i was getting at was there's a ton of people that get it later in life and it, and it's it's really unknown it, they think maybe it could be like a latent virus that you had at some point that's just like sitting in your body and then it decides to trigger something and it, it triggers an autoimmune response. So autoimmune is like when your body attacks itself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's disease, stuff like that. Like, uh, So my body just decided like the cells in my pancreas that were producing insulin were were no good so it started Whoa. to kill them off slowly so uh and it's kind of a slow process like you people that get diagnosed like typically when they're diagnosed 
they've usually lost like 20 pounds in a month or something like that and they don't know why they're thirsty all the time you're you're going pee all the time and the whole reason for that is your body's because it doesn't have insulin to like allow the glucose to enter the cell and and to you to expel it as energy it filters it through the kidneys so your body's just trying to like mm. flush it out of you because it knows you're you know you're uh it just it just knows the, that's so crazy so you start pissing a lot and then you're really thirsty and you get cotton mouth like dude i didn't i've heard the term cotton mouth but i had no clue i what it meant until i actually experienced cotton mouth mm. it's like legit you yeah like your tongue is like like a bird's uh-huh. tongue yeah it's terrible but so you found out when you were 33 yeah, I was 33. How long did you have symptoms for before you went in and, and, and got it diagnosed? Uh, like, did you lose weight? I lost weight, yeah. How much weight did you lose? Oh, man. It's pretty sweet. I had like, a nice <laughs> six-pack. <laughs> uh, I was probably... So I was doing CrossFit. So you were in CrossFit already? Yeah, I was doing CrossFit. This was 2011. and uh, Holy crap. No, I take that back. This was 2012 that I got diagnosed. So, uh, yeah, I was like full on into CrossFit, and uh, yeah, and it was like a, a month, a stretch of like a month or a month and a half where I just, I was like, it's like I can eat whatever I want. I'm, I've dropped four pounds, and you know, my wife's like, I hate you. you uh-huh. know, she, she like eats like a bird and works out all the time and struggles losing weight and i'm like huh huh, i'm down three more pounds like Uh each day was like and then it started to be like hmm that's not normal like what's going on here and uh so i had a buddy who was type one so i kind of knew like i knew the symptoms and i've i've my family's like my dad's a nurse like my family's been in the medical field like i was i kind of was like raised like i've worked in hospitals since i was like 16 you know i've just been around medicine i just had like a good idea of in the back of my head you know when you're like this could be it like mm-hmm. i didn't even have to get on wikipedia really or or you know webmd i was like this this could be what it is but i don't want to know like it was one of those dude i was like i don't want to freaking know that this is what's going on right now so but eventually i just got to a point where i was like i like i'm gonna like wither away i had no energy for workouts i had no energy during the day i was like uh oh one of the crazy things was my anxiety was like through the roof like really yeah it was like my body was knew something was off and i was it's like it it's like it's trying to tell you so it it makes you just sort of uneasy and you never i never felt right i never felt like normal like when i was driving like i was just really anxious the whole time and it was because my you know my blood sugar was through the roof dude it was like i was walking around with blood sugar of like 500 do you think it's possible that because you knew what it possibly could have been before you really got it diagnosed like you knowing that triggers the anxiety yeah like it was always in the back of your mind always but this this wasn't like yeah this was a this was different this was like 
it was like a like a full body kind of anxiety like mm. i just never felt like right i never felt like um what's the word like i don't know it, it, it just something Completely something stable. was off yeah so i just decided one day i went and bought a meter from heb you can buy them oh like, okay and they're cheap if you buy a cheap one you know there's yeah. expensive ones too but uh went home <laughs> like i remember this like slow motion like it was yesterday like put the little test meet the test strip in the meter pricked my finger you know put the blood on the deal and still at this point i was like convincing myself nah i'm fine it's like this isn't it it's gonna come back normal it's gonna say 90 or 85 or 100 or whatever and uh it said i think it said like 585 when it came up and i was like well, that's what i get for buying a cheap meter <laughs> shit doesn't work man. <laughs> Because you had always been healthy your whole life. Yeah, dude. And I like, was always like, been an athlete. Yeah, always been. I was crossfitting. My 20s, like, so I played high school football and I was good shape and everything. My 20s, I did the, you know, got a job and mm. got fat. And there's some pretty good pictures of me around here with some really nice breasts on me. <laughs> if you want to see them, they're not bad now. I mean. No, thank you. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I pricked my fingers. It was high as shit. Pricked it again, even higher because those meters are like they range within like a thirty, you know, uh-huh. uh, point range. And so, I called my buddy Clay, who had uh, type one, and he's like, "That's not good, dude." And I was like, "What do I do?" He's like, "You got to go to the hospital." And uh, long story short, my my brother-in-law uh, Tommy, who who used to who started this place like he was a firefighter and he happened to be coming over i think to drop his daughter off or pick her up or something and he drove me to the er and i ended up spending two nights there damn which dude. in hindsight i'm like i didn't need to spend two nights there yeah, they were just yeah. trying to get you were just living your whole life with being weak right and then you went to the hospital you could have yeah. done two more days being they could have given i think you go into what's called uh, diabetic ketoacidosis which I've is heard of it. it's just kind of like what the keto diet does to you uh, it, it sends you into ketosis uh-huh. but the you can you can get uh you basically i think your blood turns like acidic that you get so um messed up when your blood sugar is that high mm-hmm. you know uh with the keto diet it's it's not that extreme but so if i wanted to <laughs> it would be a terrible idea i could just quit taking insulin and lose a bunch of weight i could lose a bunch of weight <laughs> it might take like a year off my life <laughs> in the long run but yeah one year's one one year's not that long yeah, I mean, exactly for a six pack to look like monster <laughs> okay so what like what like what was that like? Like mentally, right? You had gone your whole, you were healthy your whole life, and then all, I'm guessing. Oh, dude, it all was these, all these things came into your head. Like, damn, now I have this. I gotta. Oh, it was. Uh, was that emotionally draining? Was that? <clears throat> oh, I was a. I was, I was like, I was really angry. You know, like you start, you start like, questioning like, what's up, God? Like, why, why do I deserve this? You know, and. Uh, like now thinking about it 
I'm fine. Like I, it's just a thing I live with every day. It's not a, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It's like a, it's like a math equation. You're running constantly 24 seven in your mind. Like how much insulin did I take? How much carbs did I eat? You know, how much exercise did I get? Oh, I want to go for a jog. Well, shit. I just took three units of insulin to cover that bar. I ate. I can't go for a jog right now. Or if I do, I got to throw three gel packs in my pocket. So I don't, crash and die while I'm out there on the road Whoa. you know I gotta have my phone with me it's it's just like it's it, it's become like a normal thing but it's it's a it's a constant it's a constant thought process you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and I I don't show it but you like you'll just see me talking and then I'll walk over to my bag and take a shot or whatever that's so, why you do it that's why I um, brought it up but that that first you know year and especially the first few days like I remember being in my hospital bed, and my wife, she was pregnant with Hank, our son, and she's there, she's like six months or seven months pregnant, she's in the hospital with me, and I'm like trying to be as normal as I can and not, you know, freak anyone out, and uh, she's like, I want to, you know, I'll stay the night with you, we can, they can pull a cot bed up, I'm like, are you crazy, like, I'm fine, and no, just go home. And so she'd go home, and I remember the next day, I was in a room. I was sharing a room with a with a guy, and and I don't know if I ever saw this guy, but I think it was an old Hispanic guy, and he was in there for complications of of type two diabetes, and he had just gotten a below the knee amputation because he didn't he didn't take care of it, Whoa. and yeah you know, it. You know that's that's what happens. I can explain that. Like what is that why gang- that happens. Is it called gangrene when your foot eats away? You get you get gangrene if you don't take care of it. Gangrene is basically like it's like your cells start to die. Yeah. Because you can't get blood to your blood's so thick because there's so much glucose in it, and and the the, the oh. capillaries, the tiny little vessels that that flow through your body. Uh, th- they stop working like they shut off so your capillaries are responsible for giving blood and oxygen and you know everything that's needed to keep cells alive so Mm. all that's why people lose toes and feet and they go blind because you have really small capillaries in your eyes um your your fingers will go numb you know like it's just a and it it'll murder your uh your um, organs too that's you know. crazy so <clears throat> back to the hospital so yep. yeah how it affected me like in the in those few days yeah it was devastating I was pissed and I was sad and I was like feeling sorry for myself dude and I was I remember that guy's family like coming in and I remember the doctors over there and I can hear him talking about all this shit and talking about his out his you know his outlook for the next few weeks months missing years, a leg missing a limb you know she's talking about how he's poorly controlled and and and, I, and I'm like it's like I'm looking into the future it's, you know oh, dude no. it was and I remember just putting my just putting my head down on my pillow and just fucking bawling like just like you know when you have that just like build of emotion and like the uh-huh. only way to let it out is you just start crying yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, I've done it before at, at 
um, my wife's uh, grandfather's funeral. I remember just like I was like Aah! just like a just like a flood of emotion coming out, and so yeah, cried on my pillow, you know, got out two days later and went home. The, when you're in the hospital, like the diabetic educator comes in and she goes, well, this is an insulin pen and this is how you dial it in and this is how many units and you, you this is the sliding scale, you know, if you're going to eat this many carbs, you should have this much insulin. And it's very generic. They don't talk about like exercise or anything like that. It's all just, oh, if you eat a hamburger, that typically has 50 grams of carbs because you have the buns. And so you're going to take this much insulin. And so you're kind of just spit out to learn it on your own, you know. Um, and really, dude, that's what it is. Like you, you, you're you, on your own when it comes to that. You're, you're your own doctor. Like you're, you're giving yourself medicine that yeah. can kill you <laughs> on a daily basis. Uh-huh. And it's pretty heavy. And like the first the first week you're like you know i'm scared shitless like i i'm taking like insulin and i've got a you know i'm keeping like a like a dr pepper next to me just Uh, just to like uh, in case you know i took too much like the reason i say game boy is because my brother's friend he would he had type one you said right where it's mm -hmm. or genetic he had one, and and they would always say like, "Hey, what's your Game Boy? It's gonna fall off your pocket." Or something. Oh. Always do it, it, keep, keep it clipped to his pants, dickheads, man. <laughs> okay, so let me ask: with something like that, where you're saying right, like you're basically your own doctor, you're learning all of it. How hard is it? Like, realistically, I'm assuming you had. Let me see, 2012. The internet was around it wasn't as good as it is now but did you do a lot of like research and oh, yeah. just to know what to do like how hard is it or how hard would it have been for you to fuck up to where you put yourself in the hospital you know what i'm saying like Dude. you know how you're saying you're your own doctor yeah yeah is it is it really that specific oh yeah the numbers where it's, you... it's it's <clears throat> it's very easy to do and it's is um, it easy to mess up on it's easy to mess up on uh. and but I honestly feel like I got pretty good at it fast. The it's so complicated. Like I could talk, I could talk for hours on this. But yeah. it's like you. So when when I first got when I was okay when that CrossFit video came out, mm-hmm. I got like a flood of people hitting me up on Facebook. That's crazy. Emails, um, in in. Just, just like questions, like uh, I was just, I was diagnosed last week. What do you do for this and this and this? And it got, it, and I would take the time and I would sit there and I would type it out. And this is where I, you know, at that point, I was, I was a year. So that's, I'm, I went to regionals in 2013. So I was about a year diagnosed. Okay. So I got diagnosed. It was like the end of my world. And then I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make." the best out of this and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I've been doing I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna downshift here I'm, yeah. I'm gonna keep going and then and then the open came around and I've never been a guy that's like I'm gonna make regionals this year I just kind of did it you uh-huh. know like uh, I just come in here I work hard whatever and back then we were working out a lot harder 
so after I, I started taking insulin, you start feeling better, right? Like your, your, your health comes around, like you're, you're, you're getting back to normal. So started feeling better, made it to regionals. That video came out like a, a month after regionals. Then everybody started hitting me up on Facebook, instant message, like a ton of stuff. And I felt obligated to answer everyone's mm-hmm. questions and to go through it with them and to, to like explain to them, like, this is what I do. And looking back, I, I should go back and read them and, and like see what I said. <laughs> but, I, but I really think like the, cause you asked like, how easy is it to really uh-huh. fuck up and kill yourself? It's easy, but always have a bailout, dude. That's why you'll always find me with, like, a Gatorade, a Coke, a bag of Skittles, a a gel shot, something. I got them hit everywhere. I got them in Uh my truck. I got them in my little purse bag, diabetes thing. Uh I used to keep a Gatorade here. Like, they're just everywhere. And there's no worse feeling than than going low and having a low glucose First of all, it's a terrible feeling. You, like it's it's panic inducing. You feel like you're gonna die. You you get sweaty. You get weak. Like it's just. It feels like a panic attack, but you know it's not all in your head. It's like legit. Like Physical there's a reason is, that yeah. your body's feeling this. Yeah. It's the worst feeling is to have that and not have a bailout. So that was like my the number one thing I would tell people. Just like manage it the best you can. Adjust your insulin. Um, you know, understand when you exercise, it's going to change the way you absorb insulin, but just always have that bailout. Like that's the thing. And so it sucks because when I go hike across the Grand Canyon, I've got 10 pounds more of shit in my backpack than the other dudes, but Uh it's just how it is, you know? Okay. You said, um, it's funny because like, right. That was like your 10 seconds of fame, right? Or yeah, whatever, you know, that video came out. But it's funny, I was just thinking, because you said you felt obligated to, like, answer people's questions or, like, yeah. get back to them, explain to them, whatever. Um, but it's it's interesting because I was thinking, you know, a lot of times, like, this is just my guess on, on what some people would think. If you had reached out and, like, a ton of people messaged you and you just ignored all of them, because that's not your job, right? Like, right. a bunch of random people are commenting, you know, leaving you messages, they're expecting you to respond, and if you didn't respond, like, damn, that guy's a dick. Right. You didn't ask for that, you know? <laughs> but I'm assuming, like, that's that's probably how famous people feel. Like, people who get famous really fast, oh, that person's a dick. He didn't say hello to me. He didn't, right, right. They ignored me. It's like, dude, I didn't ask for, you know, whatever it was, yeah. all these people coming. Um, and I, like, I know I'm sitting here, like, you know, just talking and talking and talking, yeah, but... Yeah. I, I, I like honestly don't like talking about myself like I'm not uh-huh. like when you were like hey come do this podcast what was my initial reaction like hell no not. Like, I, don't <laughs> yeah, wanna, I don't care what no no one wants to hear what I have to say dude uh-huh. um, and so Brandon was the one who set that thing up he called uh, the video. CrossFit HQ ah. Dave Castro got involved Dave Castro like emailed you know their uh, media crew their media crew reached out to me and I was like I was I was honestly like kind of mad at Brandon for that. I'm like, dude, uh-huh. I don't want this. I don't want to. What what I'm going through is is not new. Like, there's a million other people. Or I don't know, if, you know, what the percentage of the population is, but like, there's a ton of people out there that have done this, have gotten type one diabetes, okay. and they don't want it. But it turns out like 
people were inspired by just yeah. the fact that like I like I made it to regionals after I got diagnosed yeah. you know and like I don't know I think it's easy to inspire people it is no like, that's the thing that's the thing a lot of people can be inspired and a lot of people have cool stories you are an example where you say nobody wants to hear me but people hear this and they're like holy shit I didn't know he had diabetes I didn't know he made regionals while having diabetes you yeah. know what I mean like I got a buddy who he's been here before he played he played in the NFL so he played with the Seahawks blocked for Marshawn Lynch when they oh, won yeah. the Super Bowl I remember that guy played with the Falcons you know and he's deaf oh yeah and he's has hearing aids but when he doesn't have his hearing aids can't hear anything death or deaf since he was three yeah but he made it to the NFL won a Super Bowl so it's like if you just met him on the street, you wouldn't know that story, right? So people don't know your story, but you just right. you just have to have a just have to have a conversation, like right. That's all I want to do, right? Just have conversations. And I still, uh, like, still today, I kind of struggle with the the like you know, I see a lot of people that say like, not to me directly, but they feel like they need to be advocates for their particular. Mm. ailment or their thing like there's a lot of type ones that are like you know you they it's on this group on facebook like if somebody somebody's like oh you might you know you're a type two and like you know and they like feel it's like their need to correct them you know and like uh-huh. set them straight and i don't know if it's like in an attitude kind of way but i i still struggle with that i'm in my mind i'm like I, I don't expect you to care about like what I have and what I'm dealing with and that's why most of the people probably don't here know that I have it, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. uh I don't I don't need any like attention for it yeah. and but also I get that I get the reason to like advocate for your own disease or your ailment to like raise money or whatever. Um and especially like having it and like I basically have all the tools in my life to deal with it you know I'm old enough I can understand uh, I've got CrossFit like it's like I'm I'm good to go but like what really makes me sad is when I hear about kids getting it dude cause that shit they have to live with that shit for the rest of their life but even worse they have to grow up like they have to go through their teenage years they have to go through their college years with it they have to like go through you know dating like oh what's that thing stuck to your like your buddy you know your yeah, game boy, game boy yeah. clip to your clip to your shorts uh, there's a one of the members here I won't say her name but her daughter is a, a type one uh-huh. and she's in college now and she told me that she like kind of struggled with you know putting on a bikini and having her mm. insulin pump stuck to her you know yeah, yeah. like that that's something that i didn't think about like so yeah. that gives me a new perspective right because i wasn't thinking about a girl who you know dresses yeah and, and she's beautiful and 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 yeah like mm-hmm. and you guy dude teenage and 20 Punk year olds kids. are all superficial like yeah, yeah, yeah they're like oh who's this oh what's that thing you know assholes are but yeah, like for sure you know a good a good dude's gonna see right through that yeah. like like degenerates <laughs> right? right i saw you with it i was like what are you doing playing game boy you're goddamn <laughs> almost 40 mike jesus <laughs> okay so i got a question i have i have a few questions about the whole because it's, it's interesting to me one 
Can you tell me about a time where you felt like you were telling me about how your blood sugar gets really high or low when it's dangerous? Low. Low. Can you tell me a time where you thought like, holy shit, this is really dangerous? Like the Grand Canyon. Was that one of the times or no? The Grand Canyon was weird because the the Grand Canyon, uh, I don't really know what was going on there. That's the other thing about this is your hormones can affect your blood sugar altitude apparently what i learned after my grand canyon debacle can affect blood sugar um uh sleep can affect blood sugar dude it's so i it i know it sounds like oh blood sugar like yeah you ate something your blood sugar is gonna go up no your your liver will dump glucose to like in in like a fight or flight situation um you know I'm getting chased by a bear. Your liver is going. Your liver is going to dump a bunch of glucose to fuel you to mm. get away from that bear. That's why CrossFit makes your blood sugar go up because your your body doesn't know. Excuse me, what you're doing. It just knows mm. that you are in a like you're redlining. I'm at 96 percent, and it, it doesn't know what what's going on, right? Mm. So, if my my body dumps glucose, my blood sugar goes up. I don't, I'm not really sure what happened in the Grand Canyon. It, it could have been altitude. It could have been lack of sleep. It could have just been, you know, I mismanaged my insulin. It, it, it Dude, and those situations are really hard because, like I said, exercise affects the way your body absorbs insulin. So, like, normally if I ate a certain amount of something, I would take this amount of insulin. Mm-hmm. But if I know I just exercised or if I know I just hiked for 12 hours and I ate that thing. It's different. It's different. It's uh, way different. Uh, the math is different. The math is different. Mm. The The timing's different. It hits you faster. It's a constant. It's a juggling act, dude. Um, so the the one time when you said that that like stands out to me uh, was when I was – one time I was driving and – uh, I had my son in the back seat. Hank, Good Hank was Hank. in the banks in the back seat. Hammer and Hank, and uh, <laughs> I I felt like a low blood sugar come on, and but it, it like came on fast, and so I started. I reached for my bag that I always have, and I did. I remember I had a bunch of raisins, boxes of raisins in there, and. For some reason, they weren't in there. Like, Hank I don't know what happened, dude. I don't know if my Hank ate them or, like, my daughter ate them, uh-huh. but I didn't have my raisins. So then I opened my my center console, and I don't have my little little bottle of uh, orange juice or uh, apple juice that I normally keep. And so my mind, like, then you, you start to panic a little because I'm like, Cause I, cause I know what's coming, right? I know it's only going to keep going down. I know that that means I have to like pull over and a find a gas station, right? Or a McDonald's or a CVS or something. But we were like on the middle of, of I think 46 or something where there wasn't anything around immediately. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, I need something immediately. So it doesn't matter if the gas station's four miles away. That's too far. Mm-hmm. Um, or I have to, like, pull over and 
I don't know what I what I would do if that in that situation because if it's really dropping, I don't want to be driving while my son's in the back. You yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. you can go. What happens is you you start to have a seizure. Like you'll start Whoa. seizing. Like your body just you hit such a low that it can't it can't perform like normal functions. So you kind of like you black out. You pass out. You start going into a seizure. That's never happened to you. That's never happened to me. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Um, but uh, we, I think we were we were like two miles from a, from a gas station. So I was able to like <laughs> maintain until yeah, yeah. got there, and I just walked walked in, grabbed the Gatorade, and just slammed it, and uh, went up and paid. But the problem is, <laughs> yeah, I left like Hank in the truck and everything. I'm like, stay here. <laughs> but that 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 thing. That scared me the most because I I still have this mentality like I don't like I don't want uh, like if I were to have a really bad low somewhere I'm the guy that would like walk off and try to fix it without telling anybody out you'd find me like dead in a stall somewhere because I don't want to I don't want to like burden anybody yeah, and also uh-huh. like I don't want to embarrass myself you know mm-hmm. it's it's so stupid like it's so funny to me that i still think this way my my initial reaction is like to escape to uh-huh. like go solve it myself and don't let anybody know what's going on um but anyways like that was probably one of the scariest moments and sleep waking up with a low is, is real scary because um you don't you know you don't really catch it when it's starting you catch it when it's bad yeah i've had dreams where i was searching for skittles or like something to eat uh, because my 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 blood sugar is going so low so your body's telling you in your dream yeah. dude that's crazy, so right? crazy because there are times when i'm for some reason whenever i sleep on my stomach i think my gut's too heavy or whatever <laughs> but my lower back starts to hurt yeah or maybe my chest is too big so my spine is bending i don't know but my lower back always starts to hurt whenever i sleep on my stomach like you dream about it i always fall asleep on my back and then sometimes I'll roll over and I start to dream like I'm having back pain in my dream. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like when you have to pee in your dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But um, okay. When you when you're talking about you being scared and like and then when you felt it come on in the car, was there like in, in your head like a mental time frame when you're like, I know I have this much time or you have no clue? Yeah, no for sure. So you know like Yeah. I have a window. You have a window. Right, and uh, and you get better at feeling it, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing is like, the more lows you have, the the more sort of um, numb you are to them. Uh-huh. So by the time you feel it, you're already really uh-huh. low. The higher you stay, which is dangerous in the long run. So if you if if I walk around at two hundred. Uh, milligrams per deciliter is how they measure it of blood glucose like that i'm gonna be that guy that's getting my toes cut off in in 30 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. but you don't have to you don't have to mess with the lows right so it's like oh i see see. it's like which one do you you got to pick your poison so you're either always eating sugar and not putting enough insulin or always Taking not insulin yeah, to knock not. down the sugar. Uh, I see. Yeah, and that's what the thing that, it, and this is just like a little sidebar that sucks about having type one is like dieting when you're doing really good 
and you're like all right like eating good not not taking in a whole ton of carbs whatever and then you happen to maybe take a a little bit too much insulin now i gotta go fuck it up by eating a snickers or something why can't you take the insulin out just uninject it well (laughs) that's then i'm gonna be the guy in the bed next to me getting his feet cut off that's possible or no if you to remove insulin is that possible no you can't once it's no, in once there, it's once in it's in, in yeah. so i don't have a pump i just i just do like injections i have a okay. little pen so you've become basically like almost like an expert you're experienced to where it doesn't really affect you day to day just because you're so used to it uh it, it no it still affects me yeah it's it's still a balancing act yeah i would consider myself an expert though. but you've just gotten better at balancing yeah you get better but there's still like so you've had it for now what eight years 2011 you said or 2012 2012 so about seven years eight years coming up um yeah 11 it's like 11 22 or 28 so coming up on 2013 or 12 yeah um so how have you seen like the technology advance like what did you start with now you have what a little grain of rice in your thigh or something no i got this thing oh that little patch right there so yeah the the technology's changed quite a bit like uh They've always had insulin pumps, like, since I started. And I've never wanted to be on an insulin pump because you have to be kind of connected to a tube, which is connected to the Game Boy, which is connected to your skin. Mm, And I feel like I'm too active and do too much shit. And also, I I feel like just using the pen is, like, I don't need anything more than that, you know? There's benefits to both, but I've always been a... They call it um, MDI, Multiple Daily Injections. So anytime I eat, I take a shot. Anytime I'm high, I take You're addicted a shot. now. I'm addicted to that insulin. <laughs> Insulin's a steroid. If if I was smart enough, I could use it to like really? build muscle. Yeah. Basically, I, I think how it would work is you just take a ton of you eat a ton of carbs and protein and you know cover it with insulin and it mm, put on weight it makes you strong. But what was the question? I can't remember. So this thing on your thigh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what did, Technology. You, have, what did you have before? I would just prick my finger like 10, 12 times a day. A day? Yeah. Oh, my God. Every couple hours? Every couple hours. Oh, that's Before amazing. a meal, two hours after a Always meal. Always had to carry a little kit on you? Little kit. That's what my little green bag is, a yeah, little purse. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I don't have it anymore. I didn't. I didn't think it was as accurate as it could have been or should have been. But it, yeah, they injected like a little, basically the size of like two grains of rice, uh-huh. kind of, if you can picture that, just underneath my skin in the interstitial fluid there, in the, sort of in the flesh, in the meat. flesh, in the fat. Yeah, and yeah. It, okay. uh, uh-huh. And it actually had like a little battery within it and it, Whoa. it would measure, and then I would put a thing on top of that, that it would communicate with. It was like it was just a little thing that stuck to my skin and it would communicate with it and it would every five minutes it would send my phone a glucose reading whoa that's crazy and so you could see like a chart at the end of the day where it was trend you know yeah going up down trending you can you get data at the end of the month or the end of the week or the end of the day you can uh see patterns like a lot of type ones have a thing what they call the witching hour which is like in the morning um from like four to seven in the morning where your blood sugar just goes high for some reason. Um, they don't really know why. They think maybe it's just because it's like the sun's coming up. It's time to get up and go. So your body says naturally waking you up. Here's some yeah. 
Interesting. Here's Makes some sense. glucose so you can get up and get moving. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean it's it's come a long way. This the thing I wear now is called a Dexcom, and it's just a it's good for like ten days. It sticks on your skin. There's a little little like flexible probe that goes down underneath my skin, and it does the same thing. But I think it's more accurate. I like it better. And you shower with that thing on too? Shower with it. You can swim with it. Yeah. It doesn't come off. The the other uh, bitch about it is is like this stuff's not cheap. You know, dude. I was gonna ask you about that because I've heard a lot of things about like people having to drive down to Mexico just to afford insulin. So I have insurance. I've pretty good insurance, and I've always like based my job since getting it around having decent insurance, and mm. I've. I've taken like cuts uh, in this area so I could have insurance, you know, because I knew it was like financially it was going to be better in the yeah. long run. But yeah, insulin's not cheap. How much is it? It did it all the like, Okay, obviously you have insurance, right? But for somebody, let's say, who didn't have insurance, what would they be spending a month on insulin? A lot. Uh, Hundreds? Yeah. Wow. 600. Holy shit, a month. Yeah. And that's doesn't it. Doesn't really include like the test strips and stuff like that. That's so crazy. And to think like I'm so privileged, like I'm healthy, I don't have anything wrong. And then it's like to think that people just dr- got drawn a shit hand. Yeah. And they gotta pay six hundred dollars a month. They're like, right. Or like people with bad eyesight, like they gotta pay to see what I could see. Yeah. You know. But with all that being said, and. It's it like if I had to be handed a disease, if God was like, here, spin the wheel, you know, whatever you land on, you get. I would take this one again. You know, you could live. You can live with it. It's manageable. Like I can. I like I I know what to expect, even when things are unexpected. I like I I'm I've been doing it long enough. Like I expect the unexpected. You know, it's like CrossFit. Um. I'll take this any day over cancer or something that, you know, you have no control over. This is manageable. And I think someday, maybe within 20 years, there'll be some kind of implantable device that acts like a pancreas and and delivers insulin as needed. That's so crazy. And you know how you were saying about there's a thing in your arm that communicates with the little thing, Mm -hmm. sends it to your phone. It's so crazy that we are... At a point, I think we're kind of slow when it comes to technology because I think if if we focused all of our energy on advancing on certain things, we can advance way faster. Yeah. But like with science and this, it's crazy how you're literally monitoring levels of chemicals in your body and it's showing up on your phone. Yeah. Like you are your own computer and you're like, right. this is the level, like a car's oil. You have a dipstick, you pull it out, yeah. you know how much oil is in there. For you, you're looking at your phone like, this is how much insulin I have. Well, it's time to inject some more or whatever. Right. That's crazy. Just wait till it gets to levels of like science gets to levels where like you're reading everything about an athlete, their levels of energy, their output, all this. Oh, yeah. We're able to like do it Like a video now, game, right? But like a video game. You like, see the little the, yep. the bar go up and down. Let me inject something into their lungs so they have a higher VO2 max. Boom. I, I look forward to the days of like the all... Um, steroid Dude, football team Olympics. <laughs> I, I see like there's like posts online like just let them do steroids in the Olympics. Like yeah. let's see how high people can really jump. Like let's see how see. strong. Yeah, let's see how strong people can really get. I don't care if they're clean. Yeah, uh, dude. Like 20 years ago, uh, f- the only way to check your blood sugar was a finger prick, 
and that so my meter now that I have will it it, it spits out the reading in like five seconds right yeah. it used to be like a 15 minute wait Whoa. so if you were feeling low you had to wait another you had to wait like 15 <laughs> minutes to like confirm that it's that's what's really happening yeah. you know so okay so with you now based on how you're feeling and how your body's feeling you know right away whether you need glucose or re- i mean whether you need gl- glucose or insulin you know whether you yeah. need to put insulin or whether you need to eat something yeah. the killer is they they call it the silent killer diabetes because it's harder to to feel when your blood sugar is high okay when it's really high like i said earlier before i was diagnosed you just feel like shit you feel sluggish i'll do workouts and i'm like sitting in the corner like you know barely awake like it's but if you're just like if let's say you're sitting at like 250 which is really high which is not acceptable you don't really know it and so mm. that's why that, that's 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 what really gets you in the long run that's what starts killing your your organs taking your eyesight Whoa. away taking your you know the circulation in your feet away like that's that's what gets you so that's too it's much it's a slow death that's too much bl- uh, glucose in your blood that's too much sugar in your blood you ate too many tacos Whoa. and you didn't and people who just don't know they have it or type 2s you know they they don't have any way of they can't manually inject insulin they're they're insulin resistant so their body just doesn't give enough like i am not i'm not as well versed on on type twos but that's how they die like they're just slowly uh-huh. dying and that's how type ones die too you know but uh-huh. if you don't manage it it's just a slow grind a ask slow death. you uh, a, a deeper question that this is more like uh kind of scary but is there like um, a lifespan of somebody with type two? Is it any or type one? Is it any different than yeah, as long as you're less. able to manage it? Uh, I would say I don't know the numbers, but statistically, I know it's less. Mm. But I also know a lot of old people, uh, not a lot, a few, who are type one, and uh, like the diabetic educator who first um, talked to me about all this. I think she was in her, she was maybe 70 or like late 60s. Oh, okay, so. And so what gives me comfort is knowing that she came from an era of mm, no technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the insulin probably wasn't as developed back then. It maybe wasn't as available. Like, I don't know. But for sure, she, it was a harder grind to keep your her blood sugar down and going and she's 70 and she's still doing all right you know did you ever do you ever like look up new technologies on it all or no you're, you're just you're I do what you're so, at i not really because my uh if i see something that i'm interested in it catches my eye i'll look it up but i go to my endocrinologist every three months okay and i get blood work done and i sit down with him and we go over my blood work and there's there's a thing called an A1C that's like the part of that the hallmark for for diabetics it's it's basically a a 3 month like snapshot of your blood sugar um and so depending upon where that is you'll start talking technology he'll start telling me and i've always been well enough controlled that he's he goes look you don't have to change anything if you don't want but it's i honestly i think he feels like sometimes i think he feels guilty that I still show up every three months and pay him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he's like, uh, he's like trying to tell me about all this stuff. 
Right. Right. You're just sticking yeah. to the same same. I'm thing. like, yeah, I'm good. No, uh-huh. it's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to like prove yourself to me. Like I, I I'm still gonna come back. Like, yeah, like yeah. You're a good doctor. Because nothing changes when you leave. It, it you know it goes up it goes down a little bit it's the the problem is is like complacency with this disease is like mm. you can get lazy and so I do like I uh, not like lazy like to where I'm in the red or I'm bad you know I'm getting really bad but like that A1C will jump up a point or two and then it and it that's usually how it is like I'll go and my A1C is up a point or two. And then I'll like get motivated and I'll get serious and I'll come back and it's down three or four, you know, and then I'm like, all right, cool. Check that box. And then it goes, up, I get lazy. It goes, uh, up, I see. So. that's a cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. You plan on doing anything more with, with CrossFit? Like, or you just, you're just doing it right now to stay in shape. Yeah. Just, just kind of maintaining like the, I, I come here for the camaraderie, yeah. the camaraderie, the, the, I love the competition amongst you know the dudes like you guys um i never like i going to regionals and going to competitions and stuff that was never really like my my goal or my bag you know it was like i said i i honestly made regionals by accident the first time and then the second time yeah when the open rolled around like i tried my best repeated mods and stuff and i barely got in but the the whole dude crossfit like legit has changed my life like i've been doing it 10 years i can't even imagine where i'd be right now uh without it yeah because i still would have been diagnosed type one at Uh some point in there but i just never would have like i would have just been like a big fat you know lazy whatever like this i love this shit man like so cool i love this place don't don't you agree? Same, dude. Same. Yeah. I was, t- I was telling G like at the Christmas party, like getting all emotional. Like this is such a cool <laughs> community, yeah. you know. He's so humble about it. Just, oh, I haven't built anything, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Uh, like everybody is here yeah. because of you, you know. She True. deserves way more recognition than Brandon she and Gretchen are the best, man. Yeah, they're, sure. they're like, Brandon's just like work ethic and, like. That guy, like, he he just like been so successful in life, you know, like in his business, in his with his family, like, just building his like their badass house, like, oh. I, I, like, he, I, like you could just go down the list, like, I don't know if you could bottle whatever Brandon has and sell it, you'd be a millionaire. You Dude, know? how many people are just pushing themselves in here is cool. There's a lot of inspiring people in here. Oh, yeah. For sure. A ton of them. And then, what, Why weren't you saying this all about them when the mics were off, huh? Now that the mics are on. Oh, I thought we cut them off. Are we still live? <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, what I was going to say was you did the last big thing you trained for was the Grand Canyon, right? Yeah. So that was rim to rim to rim. How many miles total? 54? Yeah, but I didn't. We didn't make it all. Did the way. you ever complete it? No. Do you ever plan to? We went once. We went across once. You you plan to go back? It's kind of like a thorn in my side thinking about it. Yeah. Does it bug you? Yeah. Do you I, have, do you I, have, I don't like quitting things, but I know I had no choice on that. On you, that trip. It's either that or death. Well, and the the other thing that kills me about that trip is I feel like I brought 
all the other dudes that were with me down you know mm, yeah, yeah, yeah we got to the other side and we were so far behind our um target scheduled pace. target pace yeah that uh we all just were like oh let's call it so how did you get back up helicopter or you walked back up no, you start at one yeah, rim. Then you go down. You go down. And we made it to the other side. But you never went back down. Which is no small feat, okay, Of course dude? not. Of course not. I don't know why you're giving <laughs> me that look, all right? We went 25 miles. And so what, you just got picked up, on the other, picked up on the other side? You take the shuttle of shame. <laughs> and it's a four-hour... No. Holy shit. No, it's a six-hour trip. Jesus Back Christ. to the south rim. Oh, yeah. my God. You have anything else planned or no? No, do you? Yeah. Oh, you are you doing? Uh, you're doing the Crucibles. The Crucibles. The Primal Man Project. I want to beat 22 hours for the rim to rim to rim. Do you? I want to do it in May. When did you guys do yours? <sighs> I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not good with dates. I'll have to ask because I need to know when the season. But I want to do it in under. It was good. Days. It was good temperature though. Yeah. Um. There's a. Dude, I would love to do it when it's, like, snowy. I think that'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, but it would suck to have to, like, strip down your clothes, carry extra clothes. Yeah. It's so cold down there. But you know how pretty that would be? Yeah, probably gorgeous. But the problem with that, too, is when you get to the other side, it's shut down. It's ghost town. Mm, that's right. There's no shuttles. Yeah. You're effed. Stuck, though. You're stuck effed in there. the A. So, um, okay, I don't want to take up too much time. i end this pretty soon, but... No, man, we're... We got a good another hour and a half to go. Oh, shit. All right, this will be my, long, my <laughs> yeah. longest podcast. No, just kidding. Okay, so down. you went from being like an athlete to joining CrossFit to then getting diagnosed with diabetes, understanding how to control it, and then making it to regionals again the year after. Mm-hmm. What has mentally kept you in the fight? Do you look towards other people do you have it within yourself do you have like a hero your dad you know somebody or or somebody you've always looked up to or have you always just wanted to like let me just see what i can do before i ever decide to quit like what what drives you oh i'm not gonna quit i would never quit this uh what honestly right now in my life like what drives me is my family my career and my kids like in I feel like more than ever I feel every day when I look at my son he's five years old or no five years old I'm gonna ask can, can we take that out and post? <laughs> he's he just turned seven uh-huh. I feel like time is slipping away man you know when people are like oh hug your babies and hold on time flies and like I've never been that guy I've always just been like ah oh, man can't wait till they're not a toddler anymore and you know I can throw the football with them but now he's seven and my daughter's 12. She just turned 12. I I really feel like I can feel it like like sliding out of my hands like like my son's not going to be like a goofy curious just doesn't understand the world innocent kid asking anymore. questions yeah that yeah. that you wouldn't have ever thought to ask because it's just like common knowledge like I I love that dude. Yeah. And I want to like spend time with him. I want to be there. So that's. I feel like really that's like the reason I didn't do the the problem man things because I feel like it. It if I'm gonna do a crucible, like I have to train for it. I have to be away from the house for it. I have to, you know, it takes a lot of time. I feel like right now I'm in a, like a little window where I need to 
milk my time with them as much as I can. Yeah. And then my fucking job, dude. It takes so much time. Like, we're getting busy. It's great. Like, that's the goal of sales, but we're, we're getting slammed. That's why I, today I rolled in here three minutes late in my scrubs, and everyone understands they're all cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm, I cancel my classes, you know, two weeks out of the month. But yeah. So that's taking all my time, family, and then, yeah, I just want to, like, I want to, like, soak up all my time with the with my my kids and my wife and how was that like what type of guy were you before having hank and your daughter like we were changed right i've heard like i obviously i don't have a kid i have a dog yeah but like i've heard like having a kid is just like mentally just there's this shift that happens when you realize like there's a shift i have a human that i have to raise and yeah. take care of and, and, it, and turn into a good human at yeah that. that's the hard part and it happens, like yeah, you 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 get this human, and they're worthless. Like, yeah, they're just they, they there. can't do anything. They're just there. They just cry and uh-huh. shit themselves, and you have to like tend to them, and they're mad, and you don't know why. And then, but just like life, sort of like rolls on, and before you know it, it's it's a month, and it's six months, and it's a year, and it's two years. But your life is never the same after having kids. Yeah, and it's not for the worse like it's no one who has kids ever says oh i wish i didn't have kids you know maybe there are some some jerks <laughs> yeah right. there's some assholes out there there's been days i've said that but you know it didn't <laughs> i didn't feel that for very long but yeah, yeah I, I don't know what kind of person i was before kids uh i was probably like you you know some <laughs> punk <laughs> punk ass idiot you know, just kidding. that's crazy but uh yeah I'll never quit CrossFit. Like this is, I, after, after a workout, I love that feeling. I'll just like sit there and I'm like soaking in the like, the high I have yeah. from Hank doing it or no being smoked. Is Hank doing CrossFit? Yeah. Nobody's playing baseball. Is he? Yeah, you should see his swing, dude. dude. I was I'm not even kidding you. Playing games yet or no? T-ball? Playing games? No, it's coach's pitch, and he didn't play t-ball. So we were a little worried, and he's kind of like he was kind of like a little nervous, Nelly. Like he didn't, he 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 was like unsure of himself, you know. Uh-huh. Not even joking, dude. He can throw, catch, and bat, cranks them better than any kid on the team. Uh huh. And I'm so proud. Like it's so fun to go watch him play. When he goes up to bat, they put him up last. They call him Hammer and Hank. <laughs> and the way that they play at that at that age is like. Everyone gets to bat, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and then the last batter um, just gets to run the bases like it's a home run, yeah, uh-huh. and the kids, like, fumble around with the ball, but he, like, cranks it out into the outfield, and it's like a legit a home infield run. home run, yeah, uh-huh. it's really cool. He's got, he's got like, some kind of crazy talent that I, I never played baseball, but you were athletic. Dude. I was athletic with football and just, like, in general, like, I can pick up things quick, but... Yeah, yeah. Never played baseball, and he just has a swing. I think his grandpa did a lot too, like help him. That's crazy. Help him learn how to bat. But. All right, well, tell him when 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 he's getting picked up in the first round. Tell him Papa Giuliano's been around, you know, supporting him. <laughs> did you play ball? Yeah, I did. I played in little league, and then in my freshman year of high school, I tried out, and then I made the team. But then I was just like burnt out. Didn't like the coaches. I was yeah. just being a dumbass. I wish I had played and stayed in it, but yeah, I quit. I played football instead. Yeah, I hope he plays. 
That would be cool. Football's dope. Hope he keeps playing. I think we'll end it there. All right, dude. Cool, man. Thank you for having this conversation. Yeah. Mr. Mike Hogue. That was fun, man. We'll do another sometime. Yeah, for sure.